Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. I am so excited to begin this weekend and my mom gave me Mountain Dews. So I have all the energy in the world to discuss Titan Season 3, Episode 8. I'm not sure how many episodes this season is. I think 13. It can't be 10 because I don't see this shit wrapping up in two episodes. <laughs> but I could be mistaken. I don't feel like Googling right now. So someone let me know. Just drop that below in the comment section or just tweet it at me. Whatever. Home was written by Tom Baps. Paps. I don't know how to say his last name, but I come across it a lot. Directed by Larnell Stovall. Stovall. I gave this episode an 8.5 out of 10. It was okay. I am struggling with what they're trying to sell me. Because I don't sell bullshit. And thus... <laughs> um, either the show could have done a better job of the way, the, way, the way in which they set up Jason's character. If they really wanted us to feel the scenes when they're debating his fate and I'm really sad that they started Corey walking in a direction and we never followed her the rest of this episode I was highly frustrated by that because there were a few scenes I just did not need and we will discuss further what those may possibly be <laughs> Gar and Molly discuss Jason and his desire to find and help him. He said some people want him dead. Who you mean some people? I, I believe in this moment Gar was talking about the Titans. I appreciate your sense of loyalty to your brother or your friend or your family, whatever you want to call him. But it's rather dismissive in the face of the other friend named Hank and your other friend named Dawn mourning his loss. Not to mention the innocent people he's killed. I just hope he understands when he finds him, he goes straight to jail. But later on, I realized that is not what he's thinking at all. And that is incredibly something. They are really pushing this drug changes you, which is true. Drugs do change you. I get the realistic aspect or the way they're tackling that type of problem. But it's only one part of the truth. It's not the whole truth. And you shouldn't dismiss his own accountability. Which feels like the show's agenda. To which I don't concur. It's kind of like criminals leveling up to murder when they were already criminals. When you stumble into something. I mean that's how you become accessory to murder. It's because you made some type of choices. In your life, it's not like he was forcing the drug down his throat. Getting addicted is, yes, a problem. Getting addicted to something that apparently causes you no emotional fallout. I don't think they made it explicit enough for me in the show that the drug alters your mind. Maybe they should have had a moment of, or maybe they will in the future, of having a moment and even then though I'm going to say that's too late you should have introduced that idea earlier having Crane explain a little bit or having them take a sample of what he was taking 
I'm sure he had a vial somewhere around the Batcave <laughs> that they could find. But I do feel as if they did have some type of way they were testing this drug. And it didn't say, oh, it alters the person's mindset completely where they're not able to rationally make any choices or decisions. They're just, uh, he said a zombie, but a zombie, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's appropriate because he is dead and he's killing people, but that's not the only part of his psyche that exists. Like, did he not find someone and bring them back? He did a good deed, which tells me that he's capable of choosing so if you're capable of choosing whether you're in a unfeeling state of being or not you're still making a choice because you're choosing to continue to put that drug in your system he thinks that he's the man for the job gar to fix this and you can't fix it that's where i'm just like to reconcile the situation fixing it you can't fix it it's broken you ain't gonna put people back together stitch them up with some tape and be like you're alive and can go home to your loved ones again there's a t in the sky of gotham oh hell no it was barbara's idea i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you <laughs> i'm not sure if dick was co-signing or didn't want to hurt her feelings i don't know why we even need that this is so terrible he's eating a sandwich before the gala date that they're gonna go on as she watches the leak in the ceiling which becomes important because this is going to infest the pd so they're gonna be useless Corey comes in to watch him eat as the food at these events suck and so does that damn tea in the sky that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my Connor and Commander are in bed post-coitus. I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. I knew what them eyes was saying last episode. Like, I'm getting this ice cream like I stated, and we about to smash. She is showing him a galactic view of where his planet used to be and then where Tamarin... Is it Tamarin? It's Tamaranian. And I keep saying Tamarin because that's how I feel it's said. But when she says it, I think she pronounces it Tamaranian. There we go. Which is another galaxy. If you uh, don't know, comically speaking, the Vega star system is where it's located. And it's not just another galaxy or another system. It's actually a lot of planets with a lot of different cultures. I'm wondering if they're going to start going in the Starfire route by the end of the season. Because I, I, I mean, I didn't think they would do it because trying to film on another planet's a big deal. And we do got some earthy people. <laughs> I said earthy people. But there's certainly a push for that storyline, which I like, because I'm all for that. I would love for the Titans to stop dealing with the same bullshit, which is Earth's problems. They got enough the wing, whatever. Half y'all is fucking aliens. I need to see some alien actions, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> or threats that match your actual superpowers, because quite frankly... 
the idea that Crane and both Red Hood, maybe Red Hood, but not by much, would actually be this hard of a problem for a fucking half Kryptonian. Two, not one, but two Tamaranians. And uh, a boy that could turn into any type of animal on top of Nightwing? Nah, that shouldn't even be a real competition. However, it is, um, it is what it is right now. I think that he's a rather Jokery-ish villain. I've heard that banded about quite a bit. I think that's probably true. <laughs> uh, especially with the idea of poisoning the whole fucking city. Like, fuck it, everyone just... There, there's no rhyme to his reason anymore. He's completely gone. So I could see that correlation, but it doesn't necessarily need to be that. I mean, there's still a lot more differences between the two. So to that's why I say kind of, <laughs> because there's still a lot more to those different story arcs and picking maybe a 2% thing they have in common is rather doing a disservice to both characters my personal opinion learning more about tamarin or tamarinians would be great because they do have a very feudal society which very much explains why not just because they're royalty they come from a hierarchy of society and i did mention previously that they are a war culture but i'm curious when like, where are we at in their their timeline? I have a, a something I haven't read that I want to talk about, but I'm going to just put it for a spoiler section, even though somebody was going to spoil the episode of Connor and not somebody was going to. They did just through I was spoiled, so I'm going to pass it on because she was being vicious and... You know, two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> Except that, um, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I mean, I wasn't shocked by it. I wasn't like, oh, oh my God. This is more like, oh, that's where I thought it was going. When asked if she'll go back, um, Commander states she doesn't know if she can. And there's a lot of genuine emotion in these scenes. And I think that's a better judge of her character away from coriander i think this is starting to push more into my my theory but it, it's not i don't think that theory is going to come true this season i think that they're going to introduce just the way they did in the comic where she is actually a part of the titans team but i do believe in the future due to Tamaranian events that she's going to have to make a choice and that's where her and her sister are going to split ways or the betrayal is going to come and that makes a whole lot of sense to me and I think it'll be great because now we have Connor in the mix that has that understands the conflict from both sides because he is someone very much in common with Blackfire We'll talk more about that in a minute. I will say, I didn't mention it last week, 
But Cory's parents didn't die by Blackfire's hand, just so you know, in the comics. She died when Starfire was small. There is a few things that I think they're starting to lean into. Like I said, I won't talk about that into the spoiler section. But I think that things are brewing. And I'm glad that they're starting to show what the planet looks like. He gets to know where his planet used to be because it's gone now. Gar is in the Batcave. That conversation with Molly ended very abruptly, probably when he saw that T sign. Like, what the fuck is that? When randomly Tim Drake just shows up, how's your daddy, the me familia, spilling all the tea? Like, I know that Dick Grayson is Robin, and I know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's how I'm going to get my ass in the door. He gets a one-on-one with Dick and explains he was there when his parents died. Even has his autograph from that night and knew only two people who could do the move. He's seen not only Nightwing, but the previous True Robin did. Penguin is getting his own show now that I heard that name drop. Explain to me. Explain to me. Why is DC always pulling the short straw when it comes to their television shows? I, I know there are so much more compelling things to do. Maybe because Gotham was just done on Fox and it went on for so many seasons. But my God, thank God they get their act together on this season. Even with my small complaints, it's so much better than the first two seasons that I can't even, at least things are making sense. And I'm with the Titans, even if it is still in Gotham and they trying to make it look like they've taken a permanent residence when that is should not be the case and this entire episode they got dick grayson channeling batman either he's gonna dress up like batman i don't know what the fuck is gonna happen but i feel like that fucking generic version is in the background just waiting to come back he can't suit up though they won't let him so i don't have to see it however I feel like they're they're trying to set up a workaround. It just feels like it with Dick Grayson's character in a way to trick Crane. That's a prediction I have because it's clear later on that he's still afraid of only one man. Or maybe it's just vigilantes in general, but he's definitely afraid of one man. Like he wouldn't even have tried this shit if that man was in town. <laughs> so they got... Dick channeling him very heavily in this scene with the way he's all dressed like he's rolling around in his nutsack juice he tells him his move was stolen then has him follow him into the kitchen where he gets defensive about the tea in the sky like oh you enjoying your celebrity motherfucker please oh my dad was shot okay I'm sorry to hear that but you showed up talking about how you know me and Bruce are vigilantes not for what um a request to look into his case that's not what was stated sir but it's good to know his dad is fine i hate all the tragic beginning stories like oh my parents are dead now i must become batman the next batman needs to be fucking healthy mentally and physically well physically not so much a thing in this episode uh his line of it wouldn't happen if batman were here excuse me what the ah? You don't know that, sir. And you don't even know who Bruce Wayne is. You don't even know what Batman is all about. You just put him up on a pedestal. You don't know 
all the deep dark shit stirring around these walls of this mansion okay you need to stay in your lane <laughs> but seriously he's not infallible he, he, he can also fail you sure shit fail with dick or not dick robin not robin fuck jason <laughs> it's like i'm gonna take you home now crane is drilling into the water supply with the intention of using this toxic drug that jason is out of cutting the string that binds them together he's like jason j-dog oh my god jason says he's tired of being used and beats crane unconscious who isn't two-faced dick drops off tim who says he knows he drops him off on a motorcycle all them damn cars and he's taking the motorcycle really um tim's like look i'm not gonna out your secret i know the rules and i thought that the other robin was jason todd but then my dad got shot and i saw his ass outside so we all know the last robin died so that can't be jason todd right right show you right dick does offer to help his family if he needs it i know what i would ask for also said he wanted to be the new robin i'm like well you're submitting your application to the wrong applicant or to the wrong company the wrong person um barb and dick's romance feels so forced i mourn the detour to what could amount to a great friendship as he has her track where jason was ridley park dick gets hit because he forgot to look both ways when entering traffic which feels very juvenile with Jason skulking around with a brown bag <laughs> from the liquor store. Connor was up in her kidneys, y'all, when they went back to that bedroom. Do it for the team, girl. Yeah. You put in overtime, overnight, doing everything I like. Oh, so right, yeah. You hold me close, squeeze me tight, look me deep inside my eyes. Baby, you want love, yeah. Nothing can compare to when you kiss me there. His rhythm was on point. Now I could see, and I didn't even see this anywhere, but if I was looking at the courier dickery sex scene and then this sex scene, I'm like we was robbed on all accounts, or you see the ones with Hank and fucking Dawn. He said, where's your fucking boots? There was nothing like this shit. She breaking the bed. He digging. I mean, he was, he had the rhythm going. And what's that purple floating shit? That her sex aura? I can admit that Diggory fans were definitely robbed of the proper sex scene. Even though the scene was still hot. Don't get me wrong. They wasn't busting sheets like this one. I was like, damn. And the lighting was perfect. I love when they get the lighting right especially for dark-skinned black women that's very important that's why i love that shot of uh john silver and maddie in bed mm, mm, 
that still is iconic for me connor spots Corey post coitus i'm not sure if he was done though and runs into the bathroom oh hell no okay. he did not want none of that smoke then prepares or Corey is preparing to roast her sister and not mean verbally and i don't mean verbally but she showcases she has some power of her own turns out Corey didn't see anything as she was in the middle of one of her visions again and it wasn't coming from commander Corey said what was you doing uh i was sleeping really nigga dick wakes up in the hospital with barb there and he knows jason called 911 because no one else would really including the guy that hit you it wasn't an abandoned street they be pushing a narrative sometimes that don't actually make sense like if he was such a good guy he could also just stop and wait for him to show up <laughs> then he says and this is the weird part i did not get like either he's just suffering a concussion so he has what a personality change but this felt another force part of the the trajectory of what's going on with dick because he says throw water on a drowning man that's what bruce always says i mean you were just making puppy eyes at him when you saw him across the street and now all you thinking about is taking him out and you need to be convinced by others to make sure that you take him in if he surrenders and i guess because he is seeing mentally images of bats that's what's supposed to be happening but it wasn't very explicit it would have been nice if the doctor came in oh you've suffered a really hard hit on your head i almost think he was drugged Corey want but we already went through this bat shit so it can't be trauma other than oh i just really want to kill jason when did that emerge Corey wants to try the deprivation take again and since commander and connor are much stronger and effective than gar if she freaks out she trusts them to watch over her she's like i'm sorry i had to put you two together for this they're like oh you know it's fine we work well together just like you do i thought they were super cute she herself is seen in a theater or she sees herself in the theater with the spotlight on her and a blank handbill for crown of tamarin tamarin tamaranian i'm gonna get it then we see a stroller a woman says my baby and because the eyes are going green i'm gonna guess that's her she wakes in the middle of the street speaking gibberish with connor and blackfire yeah, like you look like you wanted to drive, so we just followed you. And one of the two stolen Bruce vehicles. I don't think he minds, really. She doesn't admit what she sees, but does turn around and ask before they leave. So you two are sleeping together? Oh, that's awkward. Then just walks away. And that's the last that we ever get of that whole situation. And it's irritating. <laughs> like someone's reaching out to her. If the woman said my baby, isn't that her mama? Or maybe, oh. Okay, I, spoiler section. Well, no, I don't have to say. Hmm, I could, that's not a spoiler. Not a spoiler. But maybe if 
they're trying to indicate she isn't the actual daughter of those parents maybe she was stolen or an orphan and was adopted that would explain something I'm not sure but uh interesting too bad we couldn't stay interested in that direction because lord knows i did not need this whole scene of a kindly worker coming in finding crane the now hobo mumbling in his sleep he decides that he's going to kill him and steal his yogurt cup why the fuck do you have to run it sure he was mocking the idiot that thought they can get through 10 foot steel with a drill but that's what you were and he was just doing his job jason goes to a dirty club to talk <laughs> it's another scene where i'm like i could have just not done with this at all and we could have went back to coriander and wants two workers to pretend to be hank and don okay 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 they can do this type of psychoanalysis on the red hood show <laughs> this time it feels like it was needed for there he apologizes for killing him so the guy leaves because i'm not down for that game the girl is much kinder having done bad things herself when she was high and tells him the best advice is to go home or to prison or to rehab these are options as well molly texts gar that jason wants to meet dick is released and still seeing things like his young self saying it's all gone in a robin suit molly calls gar who wants dick or yeah i already said that to meet him in the tunnels as himself not nightwing and considering his past actions caution isn't unwarranted blackfire knows they got caught up pretending that they were both sick when her and connor are driving back for 24 hours <laughs> they're both sick at the same time in his bedroom and she gives him an out if he wants to just forget about it but he can't forget about it since, you know, I was a virgin. She said, oh, oh, <laughs> I've turned you out for life. I'm going to take that. She admits she don't want to forget either and both admit they got it bad for each other and they got bad in them even though being a genius does not make you automatically evil but he can't be compromised which is what they have in common i think tim shows up declaring he's gonna find red hood and scarecrow and show him how it's done how do i reach these Dick is like, why are you doing this, man? Then goes into the tunnels. Like, I can't be bothered with that situation. Crane goes to visit his mama, who says, you don't exist to me. <laughs> she reads him, calls him a coward. Like, you use weak things because you're a weak man. Use drugs and other people to control them. Yada, yada, yada. Then tells him she deserved better, thus she made a new life with a new child why am i still getting hate i didn't need this scene either this is another scene that could have been spent on what the fuck is going on with coriander he starts crying about his unrealized ambition and fear of batman she's like i get that you're afraid of the bad it's a fucking metaphor mom 
Why did I laugh? I did not know. The actor did do a, a fairly fantastic job of just being someone who's just off the rocker. He kills her when it's clear she set him up to be captured, hitting that panic button real quick. She looked at the window. Why didn't you? God, you suck. I mean, you didn't do anything to dissuade your death. Crane has a tracker on his prized possession. I will say going back to killing his mom, it felt so random and out of the blue. Why hadn't you visited her before? Why did you need to come to her in this one moment? Why did you need her to dress you down? What, to give you the inspiration you needed to follow through on your plans? But you were already following through on your plans. Crane has a tracker on, like I stated, Jason. Like, oh, I thought we were going to have a rift, but you were going to come back. It's been too long. More memories of Dick suffering a concussion, I guess. Dick and the team discuss bringing Jason back into the fold and being a Titan again. If he gives up Crane, because all that wasn't him. Boy, you are not that simple. The team discussed it later on. That was Dick agreeing. And I'm sorry, that weak ass Candace shit is not the same thing, Gar. Shut up and sit down. Your childish feelings of loyalty, while they're very, very much a... What's the word I'm trying to find? (laughs) Your heart's in the right place, but your head is naive, right? That's a nicer thing to say. Because I love Gar. And it's bad that they're putting him in this position where it's unattainable. Because I don't feel that that's the same point. And I don't know why he doesn't get that. Like, he killed kids. (laughs) Why do... You're not even saying, okay, so he should go to jail and be locked up. You're like, no, he can come and sleep back in his own bed because he's family. No. What? And I'm with, you know, giving second chances if that's the only person you got to deal with. Like the person you fucked over was that person. And that's the only person that you really need that forgiveness from. Sure. But if Corey was ever dealt the... And only that's why I brought it up because Commander's like, I'm bullish on second chances. So if Corey was ever, though... Uh, Giving attention to the fact that she might have to give up her uh, her sister for the people of Tamarine, Tamarine, <laughs> for her crimes, then that would be an interesting conundrum because it's not to say that she doesn't deserve, like if it was only against her parents, but maybe five days uh, people were like, well, you killed my son for no reason. He was just doing his job. Also, if you really want to stand up for him, that's when you go to the arraignment, the sentencing hearing. That's why they have the sentencing hearing, so that they can hear facts about the case that may offer some leniency. But you still have to answer for your fucking crimes. I am very confused on the conversation that happened afterwards, where Corey, who looked fantastic, by the way. I mean, her outfits all this season have just been great, and her hair... I love it. But her telling Dick, like, I'm, I'm, don't know what you're doing or something to that effect. I don't understand. Um, Bruce said, be a better Batman. There's one who kills and one who doesn't. Was his face saying I'm about to murder 
Jason? Because I didn't get that. Not even a little bit. So I found it weird when it wasn't even a topic of conversation. Because he was all like, I'll think about it. I'm thinking on it. He didn't say anything like I'm going to murder him. And that's the whole reason why he was mad at Bruce, right? Because he broke his own rule. He let Gotham get to him. He said, I'm not going to let them do the same thing. So they're, they're making Dick out to be someone he's not shown a preference for acting. <sighs> Words today. They don't want to come. So I'm trying. <laughs> probably shouldn't have spent that last hour getting fucked up crane totally overhears the setup looking for some reason like he's betrayed like what the fuck did you expect to happen no when he was beating your ass and you had him tied up after you i don't know what you thought this relationship was drake thought that all he had to do is be able to follow some clues because his dad was a cop and that's all he'll need and decides to go after someone he's unqualified to go after which is why he as much as i wanted to love him in this because i did like tim drake the character but him running around like an idiot was doing nothing for nobody so when a gun is pointed at him and he just dumbfoundedly turns around and gets shot Fucking kids. they don't want to listen why do they not want to listen and then when they get popped like oh i just wanted to be robin today in this moment <laughs> did you not look at the prerequisites pre is that the right word of course the team show up with jason dipping instead of i don't know staying right there and defending himself while the boy is still conscious and can say crane shot me but no we need to continue this story and we're going to use it on very loose um plot points and i don't like that Corey accidentally doses all of Gotham and now they both look played with a red tea in the sky as everyone is about to get infected. There is no way in hell Crane should have survived that explosion. And I'm okay with Corey being impulsive in this moment. They need to show that often because that is a big part of Tamaranian society is that their powers and their abilities are linked to their emotions. So her being in an emotional state with what's going on with her visions, her, the way she was acting, like she didn't come around to the other side and was like, uh, <laughs> she was the main one. Like he killed kids. That's, that's a line we don't cross. He made a woman kill herself and he killed Hank. You could tell that was her friend way more than Jason was. And she's right. Jason never did evolve. And that's why he was able to fall for the sauce in the first place. So I feel that her emotions are definitely upheavaled. And thus she would make a, a move like that where she would see the enemy and just automatically throw a, a firebolt. Which, which was what he needed because he was never going to get through to the water source. But her fireball did. But he should not have survived said fireball. But I'm pretty sure he probably did. If he died in that moment. He said fuck you mom. I think that would be the better way for that villain to go out. Because then he would be. Someone that has just lost his mind. And his marbles. To try to now make him. As if he's somehow a mastermind. That doesn't really correlate. 
So you can't have it both ways. So while this episode was not my favorite, it still had some really good, strong moments. I just think that the writing was a little bit schizophrenic in its delivery and characterizations we've seen these last seven episodes. So those are my thoughts, but I am not alone. We do have feedback. First up, Queen Mimi. Let's hear how she felt about this episode. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Titans, uh, Season 3, Episode 8, Home. I really like this episode. It didn't have the direction I thought it was going to go in. Um, It was still really good. There were some moments that were kind of boring, but I think the, the pieces that were exciting were more exciting enough to overshadow the parts that were kind of boring. Um, first, I do... I, I am really happy that um tim drake is uh, i guess apparently a part of this story i knew when we were introduced to him that he was a potential robin only because i remember i remember the name tim drake sounded familiar to me and i liked his character because i remember about his mom being asian his dad being black and then uh I don't know if you said it or something. I don't know. The name sounded familiar, so I, I Googled it, and that's how I found that he was apparently a Robin. Um, but what I loved about him was the fact that he was, he was like a super, super fanboy of not only Batman, but a Robin, and I guess the Nightwing and the Titans. So much so that he deduced that um, Robin was Dick Grayson. <laughs> And he was like, I saw you perform the night your your parents were killed. And I know you were the only person alive that can do that move. The same move Robin does. The same move that Darkwing does. Like, I was like, okay, I see you, Tim. I see you. I really, I really liked it. What I did love, though, was that Dick is clearly no Barry Allen. He has straight up facts. He's laying down a proof. He's explaining everything, showing them pictures. And Dick was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's, oh, that's crazy. He stole my move. Damn, that's, that's wild. That ain't me, though. Even when he found him in the daggone tunnels. It was like, oh, I know Batman takes these tunnels. I've seen him come out of here. That's crazy. I That's, what a coincidence. I'm just here digging for gold. I don't remember what that fool excuse was, but he, he really wasn't giving it up. Barry would have been like, you right, I'm the Flash. Like, <laughs> you don't even have to have really hard evidence for Barry to tell you. You just got to have a sob story. So I was really proud of, of Dick for, even though he was clearly backed up in a corner he still was not letting it know no i'm not that's not me i don't know what you're talking about and i was truly impressed because dude has some facts he had some hard evidence and his daddy must have taught him really well because he really he really did what he did like he put all that stuff together and at the end when he got shot i was pissed not only pissed that you know he wasn't smart enough to not be face to face like if you're gonna confront a psychopath you should probably if you don't have a weapon hide like don't be out in the open and he ran 
everybody know you're not supposed to run in a straight line when someone's going to shoot at you you got to run zigzag you can't you can't give them a clear path to you you gotta shake things up um i <laughs> i'm i'm sitting there i was still bamboozled like i understand that um connor is one of the stronger titans but why he ain't run kind of or tim to the hospital like the ambulance is three minutes out is three minutes out can't you get him to the hospital faster than an ambulance because three minutes there and then however long it takes to get to the hospital dude is gonna bleed out yes it was a through and through but he could still bleed to death and we don't want that i'm curious to know how he's gonna become robin i'm very interested in that little bit because clearly he got all the information and he wanted to be robin and and dick is done with taking kids and making them robin i do think this is different though because tim definitely has a good head on his shoulders and he's not an orphan and he said his dad was shot but it's clear his dad isn't dead and if his dad was a police officer he's he's probably been shot at before so i think he's a tough cookie so we'll see okay now can we talk about oh my god can we please talk about Blackfire and Connor because I, I know I spoiled y'all offline because I got spoiled when I was just minding my own business scrolling through Twitter and bam my eyeballs were assaulted with a big ass spoiler so spoil everything but the real thing was way better than that two second gift that, that somebody posted and the caption was in French so I didn't even know what they were talking about anyway I just saw the video and it was spoiled so I was mad about that but I I really did not know that I needed them until it happened. Like I was all about Starfire and Connor because I just liked their chemistry. Um, but I just felt like he was mentally, emotionally not ready for it. But between, you know, when we last was with them and then uh, Jason left, Connor clearly matured because he knew he wanted a, a piece of that tamarind vagina and he was making it happen. Like. We saw the way they were flirting, but his last thing was like, I love to show you sometime. He was not playing games like that scene when they broke the bed, y'all. I I'm telling y'all, I fangirling is something I have not done in a long time. And I was in there shrieking like, oh, my God, I loved every second of it. I don't know what that glowing was under the bed. But I freaking love it. And I know this is probably TMI and might be a little bit something y'all ain't think about. But you know them aliens ain't wear no condoms. So they was just really all up in there. And Connor admitting that he, he was, that was his first and he could never forget it. Y'all, I I can't even, I, I don't want to be giddy and like, like gushing on here. But I legit fucking love them. I, I love them. Now, every time I see them, and I don't know why in my mind, I keep hearing a song. Now, I'm going to try and see if I can play it on this recording because it's the same part over and over again. Every time I see them in my imagination, this is the song to be playing. Hold on. Clearly, I am not good at this. I'm going to have to figure out another way to get this song in there. But y'all going to hear it. Y'all always going to hear my song. Anyway, the next part was Jason. He looks freaking awful he looks so terrible like full on crackhead like he looks god awful um i also i feel like dick is seeing things almost like like fear fear so i don't know if jason dosed him 
somehow like i'm not sure if he could have but we know dick kind of passed out and he saw jason last so i'm thinking jason did something to him maybe not intentionally but i feel like when scarecrow drugged uh jason and he was like going in and out of consciousness he did something to him so i don't know how he would have been able to pass it along i don't know if it's a touch or if it's i'm not sure i i don't know but it's just it's clear that dick is seeing things and it's like a hallucinogen which makes me think is that 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 fear toxin that um scarecrow and jason created i don't like we know they got it in the water now and i don't know if they somehow like got it because we know we know that scarecrow knows that dick is uh darkwing aka used to be robin so i don't know if he did something while he was in hospital i don't want to just be assuming that everybody is a, a double agent but you know we know scarecrow manipulates people so who who freaking knows but i just i just know he's doing something so that that makes me think that I, maybe it wasn't jason but some somehow that toxin got into dick because he's clearly seeing things uh, the other thing I want to talk about is I do like how uh, Molly and um, Gar were talking. Like I said, I, I knew that um, I knew that it was going to be an interesting conversation because they knew Jason differently, but she Molly knew him from back in the day, and she knows that he's Red Wing or Red Hood. Yeah, Red Hood. I don't know where Red Wing came from. Red Red Hood um and i do like how they used molly as like a a communication board between the two of them i am interested to see how they're going to utilize molly to like you know in the future because it's clear jason is is just walking around as jason and not as in red hood so he must clearly well we know he's having second thoughts because we saw that scene with him with the that very um knowledgeable and very insightful call girl when they were in the <laughs> the i guess i guess it's like a live action only fan i don't really know what that was but the the role play king and queen whatever um that was pretty interesting i like how um she you know told him about you know going home and i was like okay that's gonna be a thing but I, I don't know i i get what gar was saying about y'all gave him a second chance but it's not quite the same thing and i feel like that's now it makes sense why gar was like you know he was being mind controlled but he wasn't in the beginning when he went before he even made the toxin that made him fearless he had went to crane already just like you said christina so it's not quite the same thing and i'm mad i mean i guess they don't know that yet um they know he told him everything but i'm not sure how much information they know as opposed to us the audience but like it's not the same thing and gar clearly has to understand that like you were literally being brainwashed like you weren't yourself like you remember those things and they haunt you you know maybe if you'd have had some fear toxin maybe it would be a different story i i don't know but the circumstances aren't the same <clears throat> they're similar circumstances but they're definitely not the same and jason killed one of the titans 
you did not do that gar so it's not the same thing I, i'm pretty sure he like attacked him i don't remember that was a couple seasons ago but it wasn't the same thing so i'm mad everybody's like okay that's that's true let's give him another chance no 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 we're not gonna do that um what else uh the other thing was oh oh starfire and i because i thought her visions were coming from blackfire and i because you know we haven't she hasn't had them or at least she hasn't said anything since we got blackfire out of that cage but i guess she's still having them because she walked in on connor and uh blackfire in the bed um and she was in a trance but this time you know she <laughs> had someone that could actually control her and if she were to get out of the hand not get themselves punched in the face and locked in the trunk <laughs> i love when starfire was like last time didn't you you know punch didn't gar get punched in the or black eye and locked in the trunk she's like allegedly like girl you know dang away you did that to him that was that line was funny but i i do i okay so i don't remember what i was talking about i got a phone call um and completely lost my train of thought so i know i was talking about starfire so um just my quick theory about her um still having visions i know the the I, science guy i don't remember what what his damn name was the guy that was keeping blackfire in that little secret underground you know experimental um whatever you want to call it black op spot <laughs> she, he said something like you know she was reaching out to the other only other tamaranian is that tamarin i think i know tamarin is the name of the planet tamaranian i think is how you say it doesn't matter she was reaching out to starfire because she was the only other person in on the planet that was the same kind as her so i'm thinking if that wasn't the case it must be another tamaranian in this in um on the planet now i have no idea if they're taking liber liberties with you know the comic books um the writers are just making up stuff or they're pulling things so i don't know if there was another sibling i don't know if her parent one of her parents is alive or whatever the case is a, a cousin or something is on earth or maybe they're in space and they're shooting information to her i don't know but i think there's another tamarining somewhere on this or even some type of scientific altered creation that's tamaranian like something like that so that's my theory um i am going to sing y'all that song so it might be a separate little sound bite i don't know how to do it on my phone but i'm gonna figure out on my computer and i'm gonna send it to you and i'm gonna need y'all to add it in there christina and when i say y'all i mean you because i need y'all to know what song that keeps popping in my mind when i think of connor and blackfire and i know i could sing it but it's not gonna sound good and i want y'all to hear it. and i don't want to tell you the name i want you to hear it because i want y'all to have the same thoughts i do every time you see them on the screen so and that's all i have for now i'm going to end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So she seems to have enjoyed it. Seems like we're on the same page regarding Jason. So no need to rehash that. And I did want someone to point out that the dude that you killed, Gar, was the dude that was hurting you. So <laughs> it's 
kind of self-defense more than anything. <laughs> um, I thought that he was dosed too. That did cross my mind, but I couldn't pinpoint what it would have happened. He had a brown bag. He could have had something in the brown bag, but then he seemed to pass out. I don't know. And he doesn't really fear Bruce. Maybe he fears becoming Batman if they can pinpoint when he was dosed. But that did cross my mind. I think that Coriander is having memories of a time before. I feel like she is being told something, but I, I like your theory too. There might be someone else around. Um, curiously, mildly interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I, I don't really think so, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to even be slightly accused of spoiling. I'm going to say what I'm going to say in my spoiler section. So I, I'm, I'm tired of the heat from you. Okay, I'm tired of the heat. Um, Back to Connor. He definitely meant on the first day, I could take care of all your needs. It's like, oh, I don't think that's what she meant. Bitch, that's what I meant. <laughs> I do like them so much. They, they really work very well off of each other. They're super cute. And then that look she had when she's looking out the door. She's like, oh, I'll catch your feelings. Dick definitely was like, I will neither confirm or deny. <laughs> I was dying when you said Barry. Because I literally had that same thought when you th said Barry Allen. I was like, yep, if all you got to do is have a sob story and he will tell you. And last and certainly not least, uh, Tim Drake is actually, he recently came out in the comics as openly gay. So he is a very special and very well-liked Robin. So I'm, I'm hoping to see his story unfold more. It's kind of like, though, where is it going? That's my only, why are we bringing up a new Robin into it? Are we just not going to really utilize him where he's going to become Robin? We know he's Robin. Maybe uh, sometime down the line in the Batman, they can make that tie. But I don't think in the show it's going to like Bruce is going to come back and be like, yeah, I'm going to take on another Robin. Like, no, motherfucker, you you are on at least a one year timeout <laughs> from any motherfucking kids. They got to turn 18 first so that they can give the legal age of consent. So let's hear this song that Mimi is anxious for us all to hear. This is a song that pops in my mind every time I think about Connor and Blackfire or when I was watching them um, when I was watching the Titans because I'm a super fangirl. I'm, I'm on the ship whether I want to be or not. I don't know how this is going to end, but this is my theme song for them and I wanted to share it with y'all. Just so, you, just so you know, that is Mimi's shipper song. I have a completely different one. You could bet that never got a smack that. You could bet that 
sweat that. You could bet that never gotta sweat that. You could bet that never gotta sweat if that. If you bet cash, I beat a rubber band. You beat a match, I will be a fuse. Boom, painter baby, you could be the. Let us know what shipper song you have for this couple, cause we all on the fucking train, okay? I was with the the Corey at first too, but as soon as she was peeping him and he was peeping her, I was like, oh, I'm all about this shit. Sign me the fuck up. Put my name on the dotted line and blood. I'm down. Because the future potential of the ship has so much good weight and meat behind it that yes, this was a smart, smart thing. And the women have similar taste in men. And that is Mimi's thoughts on the episode. Unfortunately, Shy is not going to make it with us. But I'm sure she'll be back next week. If you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackhawkouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time. Peace. Hair grease, black or magic.